to Ether at the speed of bytes. And just like that, we did it again, defying all expectations. Technology Man has landed the ship everywhere it's supposed to be. Welcome to another episode of uh, TGA Unofficial Live. And so thrilled to have another new guardian with us two weeks in a row with the new guardians, the new guardians unite. And uh, I'm Scott Perry and one of the co-hosts here, but I'm going to turn you all immediately over to the real brains of the outfit. Vivica, how the heck are you? Scott is a wonderful liar. Um, (laughs) Pretty good guys. Pretty good. Had a crazy week last week, but everything is all good. I am. uh, I'm super excited for today because I was doing a little stalking of the Pam Pryor and I'm super excited to have her here and uh, pick her brain a little bit. So Miss uh, Miss Pam, please just, I guess, quick intro, where are you from, what you do, and then uh, we'll kind of get into it. Sure. First, I will tell you, I absolutely love the picture above you. That is a gorgeous, <laughs> is it a, just a bull or is it a buffalo? It's a Highland, it's a Highland. Um, well, Highland coup? A Highland Cower, yeah. One of those I love things. it. Yes, we love them when we <laughs> I fell in love with it, so it was a birthday gift. And that um, is so nice. I'm always bullish in the markets, even when it's bearish. I, I like feel that. like that's obviously when you probably make the most gains. Yep. Scott has a bear. So when we did this <laughs> thing and we got on our first Zoom, yeah. That's the first so time I've ever noticed that. That is amazing that we have that. That <laughs> yeah. is hysterical. So I just you've got the bull and the bears that. here. So Love it. Well, I am so glad to be here. I am, a, as you can see the sign behind me, CFO to entrepreneurs, uh, all kinds of entrepreneurs ranging from low three figures in revenue and great profit to eight figures in revenue and no profit trying to turn that around. Um, I was in corporate for 30 years, 20 of them at DuPont and DuPont Merck. So my biggest gift was that I was there under amazingly for the time period amazingly enlightened leadership who taught me very much that how you do what you do is as important as what you do. And I was an arrogant little cuss at 30. Like I was the bomb in my own mind. So they sort of broke me and rebuilt me into a human. And uh, I guess I always had it in there because they found it. But the, the neat thing is it taught me how to really be effective without being a jerk. And in accounting and finance, as it turns out, with entrepreneurs, that's a real gift because a lot of the fi- my industry, quite frankly, is um, pretty confident they've got all the answers and haven't quite figured out there's a lot of gray, gray, gray wolf, gray in there. It's not as black and white as we all think. So I have a lot of fun doing that. That's what I'm up to these days. And now tinkering in the world of DeFi and Web3, which is how I came across Nick and Wolfden and Guardian. And so I would call myself like 1% up the ladder of learning what the heck we're doing here. But every single thing, because of the pedagogy, I love it, right? Because you have to fight to learn, not fight to learn. That's the wrong word. It sounds like it's hard. Well, it is hard. You have to want to learn and take the steps. And that's just really been a really cool experience. And I'm enjoying every minute of it. I love that, Pam. Um, since you're 1% up the ladder and I am still like in the negative rungs, uh, you'll have to catch me up. But I'm curious. I mean, you've, you've touched on it just, just now in your introduction. But, um, I, you know, if you came into the Nick and the Wolf Den through Web3 and, um, and uh, crypto, what is like the, the Guardian 
principles and all, all that is a little bit more in like the personal dev space right now. And I'm just curious, like what, where did, what was the connection that got you interested? Cause you, you, it seems like you were exposed to T, TGA and then like became a guardian very quickly. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about like your journey. What, what, what drew you in and, and what made you do it so fast? And it's really relevant for Guardian. And I think the cool thing is it actually hasn't been fast. So I came across Nick in an event run. I don't know if you know Steve Sims, but it was an event run by Steve Sims back almost a year ago now, maybe even a year and three months ago. And I loved what I just loved his whole approach, which is basically I'm going to tell you stuff because I'm here, but you if you're interested in more, you kind of got to figure out how to find me was the message. Right. And I thought that was really intriguing. So I went and hunted around and went down rabbit trails just to kind of figure out what this guy was about and watched um, Nickmas from 2022 and was so intrigued by the personal stuff. Like I was already dabbling in DeFi, listening to a couple podcasts, learning what it's all about, what Web3 is, how it differs. So I didn't need to migrate here because of that. But I was very intrigued by the whole, like, it was a game for me, like, right? It was a game. I had to figure out enough DeFi to find the things I wanted to find. And along the way, I was getting all this personal growth stuff because you can't escape it in Wolf Den or Guardian or anywhere. You can't escape it. And during that process, I met Jay. He was also uh, in a lot of the Steve Sim things. And I kind of just sort of, it was so busy. I played when I could, but it was very spread. And so at an event with Steve, I talked to Jay and, and he was explaining a little bit more to me, not a lot, but, you know, he kind of said, hey, don't go down a lot of rabbit holes, you know, pick one and kind of go that way, or you'll just be trapped forever in this sort of touching on a hundred things. I said, okay, cool. Literally that night, I went back and figured out how to buy a bronze medallion, which had just been stopping me from doing anything. I'm like, damn it. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure it out by myself. And so the next day I was at Jay's like, I've seen you in discord. I've seen you in all these other places. Like overnight, what happened? They said, you inspired me. I didn't sleep last night till I figured it out. And then since then I've been, you know, trying to continue not to dabble, but to really get involved. And that's how I, I was determined to earn my way into Guardian. And then Nick talked to me a little, little bit ago and said, hey, you know, you're doing all the right stuff. You'd be welcome to join, join and figure the rest of it while you're in the group because you seem to be getting so much more from the, like I'm a member of the letter and I had always come to it, not always, but I've been to two or three events. So it all kind of really took a year even though I kind of only appeared on the scene, I think to the rest of the guardian world here pretty recently. I love it. And that, that, that brings back memories of when I was getting into Wolf Den and, Does it? and, the mystery. and, farming and doing the raids. And I've kind of raided my way into, into, uh, into Wolf Den. So I was in a lot of, um, yeah, I was in a lot of pools and yeah, it was a good time. That was, that was fun. I like the way they did do it. Cause it did make you want it. Right. Like um, I yeah. remember people saying, Oh, well, what's this? And I'm like, well, here's the link and you know, happy trails, right? Like you got to go through the steps. You got to. Yeah. So, um, so it showed you who, who kind of really wanted to put in the work and who was it looking for like that overnight kind of, you know, that's thing. what I love is now I know that in this circle, in this tribe, we know 
it's like it's a great screening mechanism to get people who you would want to hang with and learn from. Like if, yeah. if, if, the, if you're just in it for a second or a quick answer, it's not yeah. Pimp is wolfish. You can see all my wolves <laughs> behind me there. See? <laughs> I so, love um, so Pam, I guess, um, you know, we'll, Guardian's full of um, entrepreneurs and um, b- business owners, people that are trying to venture into becoming mm-hmm. business owners and transition. What, um, I guess, what, what do you feel that is the most beneficial to them as far as guardian principles and stuff, if they're going down that path? So if you start with like a beginner who hasn't started a business and then maybe someone who you know, is doing some business, but hasn't maybe hit that million dollar revenue or that, mm-hmm. what, what kind of advice or tips would you point them to? So the biggest thing in the first step, and I think this is actually the first step in some of the process that we go through is the um, recapture and reallocate is just such a well put concept and it aligns perfectly with oops, what I do. Right. So one of the things, first of all, it reminded me to do it myself on a regular basis, which has changed a lot. But the second is now, you know, that's really what I'm doing as a CFO in these businesses is to constant recapture and reallocate and not just money, but recapture and reallocate energy, passion, you know, um, effectiveness, all of those things is that concept is so good. And until I listen to it, right. The, the cobbler's kids has no shoes, right. Until I listen to it here, and I think, Scott, you and I exchanged on this a little bit, which is why I'm always watching your stuff, whether live or um, after the fact, because it makes me look at me, which we don't take time to do. And, you know, it's there's so many things I see. My problem is there's so many things I see that I want to do in this tribe, in this economy and take it and apply it that sometimes I can get paralyzed by how many they are again. So I like need to talk to Jay every now and then and just have him say, pick one, Pam, pick one. <laughs> yeah, I really, I, there's two things that you just brought up that I just want to highlight because for those of you that are tuning in on the Facebook group, but are not going down the guardian path or not yet, um, you know, ready for your capstone and entering guardian, you know, Pam is alluding to two ideas, more closer over more, meaning mm-hmm. adding more things and doing more things is not going to get you any closer to what you really want. More is not uh, the thing. The, the thing that really leaped out at what you just said, and I have a quick follow-up question after this, but um, is that idea, you, you said that you, that the, the, the concepts make you look in the mirror. They make you do a little self-reflection. And we spend, most of us are always looking out the window, uh, usually for the next shiny object or the next distraction, or uh, we don't usually think of them as distractions, but, you know, we're looking for that missing piece, that secret formula, whatever it is. And we just keep adding things. And so I love that idea of um, reflection. And I would love a, if you can, if you can point to a recent personal example of like how, how a principle like looking in the mirror and closer over more helped you pause and zoom out and and recalibrate so that you didn't fall into the human mindset of I'm just going to add more stuff until I get what I want. You know, I'm in the middle of one right now, Scott. So the timing is perfect. So as a business owner, 
the more concept just kind of comes naturally, more revenue, more revenue, because it means more margin, which is or is not true in some cases, mind you. Um, and when I stopped enough to look in the mirror around re uh, recapture and reallocate, I realized that there was one there's one prospect I have right now that I'm talking to would be a perfect fit. However, they there's something off. And it's that I realized they would be having two basically senior consultants at their table, myself and somebody else. And my instinct is telling me this doesn't work. And it's not really instinct. It's experience. You can't have somebody with two equal level uh, things in their ear that may agree, disagree on a, a process or a path to the answer that they're looking for. Um and so I am reflecting right now on the value of the additional revenue to the value of what I anticipate could be depleted energy. And it's only because this stuff is so noisy around my head that I was able to have a path to go to or a tool to go to that can help me sort through this. And I've come to the answer. I just haven't um, communicated it yet. So right now I'm just working on the communication, but that's a perfect example because in the day or before this kind of thinking, I wouldn't have stopped, paused and gone, wait a minute, there's more than one kind of energy going on here. It's not just more. And that reminded me, I've set a target for this year. You know, there's a target, there's a, a, a case I want to hit. There's a real solvable problem for me. I'm going to focus on that solvable problem and not just more. And I believe that's going to have a huge payoff in energy for me, or it's going to be the opposite when the client in the way that I would be able to be effective for the client. Um, so yeah, we're right, right smack dab in the middle of the one right now. I love it. I love it. Um, so I used to kind of do what you do, but on a very small level, oh, cool. <laughs> but I would, I would go in and I would, um, help people with their operations, production, whatever have you, and recapture and reallocate is actually the, the first thing you do. Yeah, and um, so when I never called it that, but yes. Yeah, I never had a name for it, right? It's just the thing you do, right? You, uh, mm -hmm. so, so when Nick actually introduced recapture reality, I'm like, oh my God, I do this all the time, <laughs> but not for myself, like you said. There it's you hard go. to do it for yourself. So I think, uh, you know, last, I pretty much, did it for myself at the end of last year, right? And recaptured some some stuff for myself. Cool. So um, so it's a huge lesson. I think that um, it doesn't just come down to money, like you said. A lot of times it's time or, or energy. Um, I feel like sometimes too, it's um, it's people, right? Yeah. So I think a lot of times owners and operators lose touch with their people, and I think yeah. that's a huge one that some people sometimes overlook. So if there's anyone out there listening, you know, sometimes it's just recapturing the energy of your people or the vision or like, you know, what they're working for. Because sometimes mm -hmm. as the owner, you know, you you kind of forget that or you kind of get to that higher level in life and you forget the the little guys that, that got you there. So sometimes it's just good to remind some of the owners of that. But I love that. Great point. So, that is a really, really good point. Yeah, that's a lot of um, sometimes stuff that I would do. And I'm I'm nerdy, but I'm communicative right so like yeah. i can talk to the boss but like go hang out with the guys and the, and, the, and the guys at the break right so so it's a it's a good um position to be in when you can bridge you know either the techie side and the non-techie side or the owners and the non-owners so mm -hmm. so it's a good skill to have but recapturing reallocate is huge um i guess you know i have so many questions for you just because i know what you do so i'm just Far away. <laughs> but um i guess on a on a business level um 
any tips for the for the guys as far as um, financials, right? Like you're you're a numbers mm-hmm. person. I'm a spreadsheets person. Nobody likes to hear me talk about spreadsheets, but are there any tips as far as financial statements, financial cues, things yeah. that they should be looking at in, in their finances? Yeah, a couple of things, and depending really on what level folks are at, and I think in, in Guardian, they're sort of past one of these points, but but you, you'd be surprised how far people get along before this will happen. The first is absolutely separate your personal and your business finances. There are so many reasons too, but the top ones are, it makes your life so much easier when it comes to tax time, number one. Everybody hates that day. They have to go figure out what to give the accountant unless they're you know really keeping that easily all year long separate. Two is make sure that you do recapture and reallocate on your business. And I'll tell you why. There is never a quarter. We do this now every quarter for most of the businesses. We did it annually for ourselves, but we're going to switch to quarterly. You never go through and look at your detailed expenses and not come up with huge relative to your business savings. There is always stuff hiding in there, even when you think you've remembered it all and canceled all the subscriptions and stopped paying for the things that you're not using anymore. Or you've changed direction and you forgot that the process that's in place doesn't make sense anymore. That recapture and reallocate exercise do it quarterly and you will stay very close to what's actually happening in your business. So to your point, Vivica, how it's sometimes easy to separate from what's happening in the business. That'll make sure you don't participate in that with your group. Um, that's a really you know strong piece of advice that I would, that I would give. And remember that revenue hides a lot of ills. So when things are going well is the best time to do it. Because when things are going badly, you do it with desperation and might make the wrong decisions. So it's one of those little exercises you can do and especially make it a habit. And then it's not um, sort of a stepping over pennies to pick or dollars to pick up pennies exercise. It's a, oh, you know what? This is nice, but we don't really need it. It's proactive instead of reactive. Bingo. Bingo. Cool. Yeah, those would be the big ones. I love that, Pam. I, you, you touched on something that I just want to circle back to real quick, because um, I think it's something that we're all really striving for, whether we're guardians or not. You you said that you had an instinct when you were, you know, in this situation where you might be working with someone and, and your instinct was this, this is not going to work. And you had a clear reason for that. And then you backed off and said, well, actually, it's experience. But I, I think doesn't the doesn't the instinct get developed and cultivated by that experience? Yes. And one of the things that I see, because I follow you on social, I'm, I'm stalking you. I'm one of the- I stalk you right back, so we're easy. <laughs> you know, I see you really showing up in a way that, I mean, I often have clients that are struggling to go live on video and to just you know, put themselves out there. And also, and I have a handful of people, and you are one of them, I'll just say, if you want to see someone do what I'm encouraging you to do, here's Pam, you need to check this out. You have this, you have this ability to kind of stand up and be seen, speak up to be heard and, and, and generously share, you know, your experience. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, that's how we get into these situations where we're able to make more, what feel like more instinctual decisions or where you have an intuition. But the other thing is, that I know you do. And I know that you're, you know, that you come to us through Steve Sims network. And that means that you 
you know, you met Jay, I'm sure you've met Laurel. There's, mm -hmm. and that's how you met Nick. Um, and that points to what I, th I think is always our greatest force multiplier. And for those of you that aren't familiar with Nick, Nick's riff on force multipliers, it's just a form of leverage. It's a tool, mm -hmm. it's a skill, it's a resource, it's an asset that, that amplifies your ability to do something. And I mm -hmm. think the biggest force amplifier is relationships oh, and yes. force amplifiers can take you in either direction. Like some force yeah. multipliers, some relationships really accelerate um, and, and create that velocity that we're looking for towards mm -hmm. closing the gap between where we are and we want to be. And some relationships can take us in the opposite direction. And so what you were saying um, really speaks to that. Jay sounds like he was a force multiplier to getting you to Absolutely. our universe. I would love to hear any other, reflections on the power of relationships and how that has helped you close the gap between where you are wow. and where you want to be. You don't know how closely you've hit to my heart there. So one of the things I realized when I was in corporate was that I found myself saying all the time, I know that business can be done the right way. I know that business can be done the right way while I was watching really shitty things happen. And then when I left, I am the geek who literally started a mind map diagram that I maintain to this day of meaningful relationships I've had in this world and where they came from. Aww. So I've got this big, massive map and on a regular basis, at least weekly, but I try to do it daily. I start with someone on the very outer rim and work my way all the way back down that chain with a little hint of gratitude for each person. And that's sort of one of my gratitude practices. I believe in it so much that I literally now have a sub um, category in my podcast that is called know your map for this very reason. And I love that you said it could be a force multiplier in either direction, right? It can either be, you know, a whole number multiplier or a fraction multiplier and the fraction multiplier works backwards. It's going to give you less leverage and it's that need to, to the point with this client, there are some relationships that aren't going to make sense. And there are others like it's so cool to look at that mind map now and look at one bubble that spawned all of this stuff, personal development, clients, people I gave business to, partners. And it's, it occurred to me that that's the how to do business right. It's not to be transactional. It's to build those relationships. And that's why, Scott, I think we've kind of in each other's orbit because we both know this and Vivek, it's really awesome to meet you in person. And because of that outlook, I think is a big part of why I was attracted to this world, this guardian world and you guys individually as well. So yeah, I relationships is worth so much more than money in so many ways. Hmm. I love that. And it's, you know, I love the, the map too. I think that's, you yeah, it's to, pretty geeky, but it's fun. <laughs> no, I love it. And it's um, it's super cool. I wish I would have heard of it a long time ago. So it could have already been this far along developed because that's that's pretty cool. But um, you'll have to show us one day. <laughs> I will. I'll show um, you. I'll absolutely show Yeah, you. you'll have to show us one day. That'll be mm -hmm. cool. Um, so you, you're talking about relationships. And upon stalking you, I, I saw that you're from Philly or yep. outside of Philly. And I lived Ish. in Philly for like six years. No way. So, so I have to ask um, South, Southwest Philly, Southwest but I hung Delaware out in like, you know, I hung out in Delaware County and like Ridley and stuff like that. But I um, lived in but, Ridley. 
Yeah, so I figured I figured I would I would mention that. But relationship wise, some of my favorite people I've met in Philly and some of the best relationships I have are developed in Philly. Oh. And um I'm originally from New York and I, I moved to Philly for a couple of years and I would visit New York on the weekends. But um it was it was a great time, it was a great place, met great people, built great relationships. Cool. And um so 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 maybe it's just the city of brotherly love. Maybe you just have that, you know, that that's unless that you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, it is the <laughs> brotherly love. Yes. <laughs> so We're I just want to mention that. But um, so Pam, I wanted to touch on restraint. So you mentioned DeFi, you mentioned, you know, I guess getting introduced through DeFi. And then obviously it turned into more personal development, which was the same case for me. I met, I was exposed to Nick in a mutual group we were in. And Got then I started it. like looking into the Wolf Den stuff, right? He was dropping value bombs in the in the private chat. I'm like, this guy's a genius. What is he talking about? Like, yep. so it was just like a rabbit hole of, of Wolf Den stuff going through all the things. But during this past little bear market, DeFi bought me to TradFi. I got into traditional markets, right? So I'm like, crypto, regulations, let me learn something that I could do daily that isn't in DeFi that I can always rely on. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that crypto's kind of coming back, I haven't done anything degenerate wise or DeFi wise. Cause I, I promised myself that I was going to accomplish something by March, April, and then I'll maybe jump back into crypto. Cool. So can you speak to restraint? Cause this is something that I'm practicing on myself as yeah. I see all my buddies making all these gains and I'm like, Nope, I'm going to stick to what I do. I'm going to focus on the one thing I'm going to practice restraint. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go for the more I'm going to go for. So can you know you, your can solvable you, problem? Clearly. I know what I'm trying to do. Right. And I don't need to to chase is, is what Nick would say. So, um, so can you speak to anything on restraint or like anything you've experienced with kind of getting into DeFi, but not jumping in maybe unknowingly and stuff like that? Yeah. I love this question so much because I think you and I might be the same person, but Restraint is actually one of the reasons I'm getting so much out of this experience because I really have none, but I'm exercising it now. Like by nature, I have none. I would be in, as you can tell by the way I got into to Guardian, I would be just touching everything a little bit. And I'm learning that that's not the best thing in the world because you can make a lot of mistakes. So I also am in TradFi and in DeFi. So in TradFi, I'm playing in Forex and starting to play in futures, learning, Right. I realized finally, really realized, and not just the words, that it's all about discipline and restraint and that it's a business of discipline and restraint. And so now, literally within the last week, I have totally changed my trading reaction to psychology. And what I did and this is a, an interesting exercise. I'm not necessarily recommending because I don't know the outcome yet, but so far it's working for me. I literally, as I was trading, journaled every, I journaled what my mood was when I came in. I just scribbled it on a notebook. I didn't do anything fancy because I kept putting journaling off because I thought I got to buy the perfect journal. I've got to, you know, make sure it integrates. I got to do all these wonderful things to be perfect, which is absolutely not the point. And I just started scribbling in a notebook. Here's my mood. Here's what happened this morning. Here's how much coffee I had. And here's what I did. And I read my journal yesterday, which was, well, I just saw an inverse fair value gap. So I jumped in. 
Like I didn't look at bias, daily bias. I didn't do all the things on my checklist, but I had to read that last night and I had to read it again this morning. And this morning I didn't do a thing because of that. So I'm literally now realizing that restraints controlled by discipline. And, and that's, that's just a choice you make in that moment. It's like, but it's hard. Like I, I was like, my finger was over the key this morning. And then I had the journal on my left and I just kept looking over. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. And I had to watch it do what I it would have done. Right. I would have won today, but it's not a gamble. It's not a win and loss. It's a business decision. And your losses are your investment in the win. It's not a loss. It's you, you, you always get value for an investment and the losses are an investment in the win. So your choice not to participate is probably the hardest one, right? Because yeah, you don't know and you're watching other people succeed. But the thing to understand is that it's a 50-50 chance for them to. Oh, yeah, I'm not sad person. about it at all because I know I know the end game. But a year or so ago, that wouldn't have been the case, right? Pre, Pre-Nick, pre-Wolfden, pre-Guardian, I probably would have been chasing. Right. And it yeah. would have been great and the games would feel good, but I wouldn't have a skill set that now I can feed myself with. Right. And you would have sense. had just as probably just as many losses for other decisions. I'm going to shut the door quickly here. My, my yeah. pardon. Absolutely fine. Uh, who let the dogs out? Just started going through my head. I can't imagine why. Um, what, I love about, <laughs> what I love about what you and Vivek are, are talking about here, Pam, is, you know, and, and we're kind of circling as we're coming to the end of our conversation to where we started, which is, you know, what attracts most of like, however we come into the TGA ecosystem, mm-hmm. um, what we end up getting from it are these lessons in self-efficacy. And what I'm hearing, what you and Vivica are both talking about is something that Nick says quite frequently, which is trust the process. And you can't trust the process until you're able to trust yourself. And so that self-efficacy is what helps this this ability to to keep open, be receptive, keep an open loop, to show restraint and to um, take responsibility for our decisions and our actions is what enables us to grow and develop and become the kind of person that's able to see and get the things that they want in life. So mm-hmm. I love that. Um, you also, I just want to circle back to one other thing you said, which was in your, um, in your mind map where you're talking, where you have relationships and, and you're listing gratitudes, what a powerful lever what a what a powerful force multiplier gratitude is right because it's the easiest yeah. and most accessible way that we all have to instantly boost our mood if you can be you know if you can be list your gratitudes if you can start with gratitude it is an immediate and the science bears this out it immediately boosts your mood it immediately puts you in a better headspace it immediately kind of makes you a better person mm-hmm. and so just um, as we're wrapping up here, I want to express my gratitude for you uh, for being here. And of course, my intrepid co-host for always being here and putting up with <laughs> all of his silliness. But I'd love for you to close, if you don't mind, with just like, what is what what do you want 
people to take away from their collision with you here on the broadcast? What is one lesson, one takeaway, one aha, or just one additional insight that you would love to leave all of our guardians or aspiring guardians with before we wrap things up? I love it. I think the the biggest lesson I've learned, and you sort of touched on it, is I always made promises and kept them to everybody else, clients, people, et cetera. But I made promises to myself and didn't keep them. And it was things like, and here's an example, just this, just this last couple of weeks, and I'm going to walk every day. I've gotten two knees replaced now, so walking is pain-free for the first time in 20 years. I had to get them replaced sequentially, but what a gift, right? I can walk and there's no pain. That was inconceivable to me as a possibility. And yet I would break the promise to go, oh, I'm a little tired this morning. I was up a little late last night. I got this client thing to work on. So literally this week I'm working on, I don't care how I feel. I don't care what I say. There is nothing going to get in the way of me getting out and doing a 20 minute walk. It is too freaking easy. And the weather's nice here for a change. So what I would say to people is realize that the biggest betrayal isn't the promises you might break to other people as a part of living life the best way that you can, but it is the promises you break to yourself. And that realization, I can't believe I was 61 years old before that really registered. And I was never that person like sacrificed a lot. I'm not one of those people like, Oh, I always give anything and I never get anything. That's not what I mean here. I mean, there are things that can make you better for other people, for yourself, for your family. And even if it is just for yourself, it's okay. Don't break that promise. That would be the biggest takeaway I think I want people to have. Love it. Take us home, Vivica. I love that. Pam, thanks so much for all your time and your energy and everything that you had to share today. That was, it was really awesome. Can't wait for the next time. Thank you, guys. This is great, for the work you all do with this week in, week out, thank you so much. It's helping lives. It really is. Uh, we we enjoy it. We 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 love it. But um, I guess just you know, give us what what you want to leave us with. How people can get in touch with you, anything like that, and then we'll just wrap up. Best way is I'm glad to talk to anybody about any of this that we've covered. Uh, is best way is at pamprior.com is my website. There's a feed link there that you can get us an email or you can just drop yourself and end up on our email list. And then on socials everywhere, I am just uh, Pam S. Pryor. Pam S. isn't Sam Pryor. So any of those ways, I'm here. Beautiful. Well, there's lots of love in the comments for you to circle back and take a look at, Pam. Uh, and just grateful to have finally uh, got a chance to meet you in Me person. Too. And uh, and such a great addition to the uh, the tribe here at the Guardian Academy. So for those of you that are tuning in, ch check out Pam on social media. She does a fantastic job. She's got a great um, service that she's providing, and, and she is um, definitely and one of, one of our MKPs. And if you don't know what that is, keep an open loop and Google it. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing everyone next time. Thanks so much. Have a great week. Bye, guys. <laughs> My computer just uh it won't let you unlive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. It did it just at the end. I'm gonna click leave studio. It. So we're I'm gonna kick us all out. I'm sorry, but if you want to come back in to, to just uh catch up, just come back right back in this, you uh, got this it. room. All right. <laughs> I don't know how to leave. And we're still going. I'm gonna leave. <laughs>